So I'm just really trying to be somebody that responds accordingly and allows the, the waves of change to wash away any perspectives or any paradigms that no longer serve me so that I can just create space what God has for me in this next season of life. everyone. I'm Kara. And I'm Caleb. And welcome to the Kara and Caleb show. When it comes to life, we believe it is so important to ask the right questions, but also to learn how to live in the tension and the uncertainty of those questions. Yes. When we learn to live in the tension of unanswered questions, we become more resilient, more radiant, and more human. On this podcast, we explore the questions that have shaped and defined the lives of our guests. And then we dive deep into the beauty and the transformational process that occurs as we wait for answers that may or may not come as we expected. So join us as we explore what's possible when we are able to rest in the tension and live the questions of our lives right now. I've got the heart of a Hey friends, I'm Kara. And I'm Caleb. And welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Yes, if you've been here before or if this is your first time, we just want to say welcome and we are so excited that you are here with us. We are and we're so grateful. Also, if you've taken the time to rate, subscribe and leave a review, we just want to say thank you. Mm. It actually means so much to us and it really helps this podcast and the message that we are sharing with you. And if you haven't left a review and you feel compelled to, it would mean the world to us. I think a review sounds like a really good idea. I think so too. <laughs> but if you don't want to leave a review, all that we ask is that as you're listening to this podcast, if there's one person that comes to mind, would you just take the few seconds that it takes to send them this podcast? That would mean so, so much to us. Also, if you don't know on the podcast, we explore the questions that have shaped and defined the lives of our guests. I think we can all agree that we're looking for answers, especially in a time like this. Um, but we really believe that most of our answers come from learning how to ask the right questions. So on the podcast, we explore questions and then we dive deep into the beauty and transformational process that comes when we wait in the uncertainty of those answers. And it seems like this is the perfect time to sit in that uncertainty. have individually and collectively been thrust into great change and like let's get real change it can be scary mm -hmm. uh, there's so much uncertainty that comes with change um, you're automatically now going from maybe the comfort of life routine and now it's been completely disrupted and uprooted and you're finding yourself lost and swimming in a sea of chaos like I think that's what's happening uh, individually and co uh, collectively with everything that's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it's change and it's also a lot of stripping for people, like yeah. a lot of things being taken away, time and work and things that we have identity wrapped up in. Yeah, you know? that's definitely true. Mm -hmm. And I, I know whenever I approached you about doing this episode of the podcast, there's so many you know, especially like self healers in the world that we are kind of in, yeah. you know, pushing out content um, and kind of like, you know, going to their podcast or Instagram lives and and really just sharing with their world, you know, what's coming up in their hearts. And I don't know if I necessarily really intentionally want to do that with this podcast. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, there has been a lot of good wisdom 
advice, um, just a lot of good content that has been pushed out, you know, speaking for me personally, that has helped ground me mm. in the midst of all of this. Mm-hmm. Because I think we said on Instagram Live the other night that, like, our income has come to a screeching halt. I'm a full-time public speaker. You're in events, right? Like it has directly impacted our lives. And I think trying to resist this is futile, right? It's here. It's knocking on us. It's not even knocking on our door. It's like made its way into our living room. It's rearranged the furniture and it has totally taken over the home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so accepting it and learning how to accept it and really for me, like learning how to allow myself to be like, uh, what's the right word? Maybe taken or like allow it to have its way with me. Mm. Right. Mm. Like it's kind of sexual in a way. Like I'm just going to surrender to it and yeah. allow it to have its way with me. And I've had to learn that. And there's been so much great content out there that has helped me really accept that yeah. and see that, that this is the way that I want to respond. Mm. Yeah, it feels like one of those situations where we are all being given something really uncomfortable and it it is here. Mm-hmm. It is here and and the only actual choice is to surrender to it. Yeah. And to adapt and to pivot and to sit through the mess of all of it and it's interesting that collectively and globally we all have to kind of do that. Right. Like none of us have a power over the other to get right. out of the chaos. Um, so I think I think you're so right when we say like a surrender, there's like almost a dropping into what's actually happening and then just really allowing ourselves space to feel what we need to feel in the midst of it. And I think I think as you're talking about all this content that's getting pushed out, there are a lot of incredible healers and people who are putting out incredible things that resources that are allowing us to to process, to process and to feel what we need grounded. to feel. And for those of you who have been on a journey of self-work, um, I think this is such an interesting time to really put to practice a yeah. lot of those things that we <laughs> we spend hours in therapy talking about right. and hours of self-work and, you know, whatever, reading all the Instagram captions that are so good yeah. and we like save them in our Instagram and then actually here, we here we're in the thick of really living out what it looks like to to be present and to to be in what yeah. is. And I think too, like I just... When I think about this podcast, I, I think Caleb would agree. We we really do just want to create a space for all of the things. We want to create a space for all of the feelings that you may have, the the thought processes you may have, the questions you may have. And that's the entire intention of this podcast is to ask good questions. And I think all of us are in the midst of some of the biggest questions of our lives. Yeah. Uh, and so what we wanted to do is we wanted to basically refer to three Instagram posts that have really blessed us and have caused us to stop and to sit still and to reflect mm-hmm. and to really process. And we will at the end you know, of the podcast or in the, in the description of the podcast, we'll link each of these three Instagram posts. But one is from Dr. Um, who is it? Olivia? Lisa Oliveira. No, Lisa Oliveira. So Dr. Lisa Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is from Dr. Anna Roth. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is from actually our friend, uh, Christine ONL, who was actually on, yeah, uh, she was on the podcast. Three or four. Yeah, episode three or four. She yeah. talks about what would it look like if I suspended judgment or expectations of the way that I think my life should look like and mm-hmm. just show up open for the world to have its way with me, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite episodes thus far on this podcast. So we'll start with uh, Dr. Lisa Oliveira. 
actually her first post. It was a yeah. few days ago. And when I read it, it I st- it stopped me dead in my tracks because I was like, this was really the first thought that I had to myself when I knew that life was no longer going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Right. And that question that she posed on this Instagram, um, it says, you know, a question I've been asking all week, what do I want to be through this? Who do I want to be through this? What does being that look like? What do I need to be that? Whose support do I need to be that? What can I do to be that? Who can I offer myself to be that? How do I cultivate that? What can I stop doing to be that? How can I forgive myself when I'm not always that? Questions to explore when you're ready. Feeling a deep gratitude, right, for the connection I've had. So she's asking us all these questions. And that first question is, who do I want to be? through this mm-hmm. i think i think to reiterate really quickly the last part that she says though questions to ask when you're ready yeah when and you're I ready it's a huge part of yeah. this piece yeah. is that it's an incredible question when your life is disrupted there mm-hmm. is a grieving process and part of the grieving process is anger and mm-hmm. rage and i and i hope that somebody has given you the permission to be mad, to be upset, to mm-hmm. be angry so that you can process and let it go. And then I think there's so much healing that comes with just this curiosity to ask and explore questions. And this is really such a great question because like we said, this changes here. Um, and what we should all be asking ourselves is who do we want to be through this? Yeah. Why don't we each respond to. to that question? Yeah. yeah. So who do you want to be through this? Yeah, so I'm I'm using this. I almost saw this thing that's happening collectively, globally, as an individual, um, as a kind of in the context of individual transformation from the lens of how I've experienced transformation, right? When I know that I'm going into a season of contraction or a season of surrendering and letting go, that inevitably creates new space for what's next and what God is in their universe is trying to bring into my life. It, I am usually ushered into a, a season of solitude, mm. a season of a stillness, even though I try to practice that daily, but really like intentionally waking up and pursuing solitude, pursuing stillness, pursuing, um, you know, creating uh, an ecosystem where I can really become mindful of my thoughts and my emotions and allow myself to be just uh, patient through all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly I'm thrust into Mm -hmm. that. Right. And so what happens on an individual level is when I'm going into that season of uh, contraction, it's really just doing the work of letting go. And so I ask myself, who do I want to be through on the, through this? And I want to be somebody that can, not react, mm. right? But respond accordingly, mm-hmm. not allow fear to be in the driver's seat. And there's no shame if that's the case, right? Because once you recognize it, you recognize it and that's good enough, right? Congratulations. You saw that fear is in the driver's seat, but how do I respond from a place of truth? And truth really is, is that God is for me more than I'm for myself, right? Everything that happens is happening for me. This isn't a disruption as more as it maybe can be a redirection. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to choose that and you get to decide that. And so I know for me personally, and we were talking about this the other day, I've been looking at my life from one perspective for the last decade, in terms of like, this is the direction that I think my life is supposed to go. Mm. 
And as much as I, I love my life and I love our life and as much as things are coming to fruition in our life, I still feel like there's something kind of missing or I'm not really in my lane necessarily or, you know, quote unquote, for the lack of better words, like found my thing. Mm. And I don't think I've ever actually been intentional on the life that I want. I've never been intentional mm. on the life that I want. Mm. And I think for several different reasons, um, but I would even say like one of the reasons, Kara, and I, and I told you this was when I was having coffee with a, a friend and we were talking about life and it dawned on me that I've never allowed myself to want, or I've always felt guilty if I wanted a bigger, better, more expansive life mm. because I thought life was all about purpose. Life was all about doing something bigger than me and me wanting an expansive life was selfish. Mm. And it was like a small life to live because it was just about me, but it was kind of like, wait, I want a big life, an expansive life. And if I want that just for me, just to have, there's no guilt in that. Mm. That's, that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking this time to really loosely hold the direction and the paradigm and the perspective that I've had towards my own life and how I think that is supposed to be going or how I think it's supposed to be unfolding asking myself, what does it look like to detach from that expectation or detach from that paradigm and that perspective and just simply ask, is there another way? Mm. Can I be doing life differently? Is there, you know, for the lack of a better analogy, but there's that, there's this, the scripture, right? After Jesus died on the cross, the disciples just witnessed his death. And what do they do? Scripture says that they were th- they went back to the only thing that they knew. They went back to fishing, being fishermen, mm. right? And they labored and strived all night and they didn't catch anything. But suddenly Jesus appears or this man appears on the shore and tells them to take their nets and cast them on the other side of the boat. Mm. And then they did that and suddenly they f- just caught a great multitude of fish, right? And so me, <laughs> it's funny using that analogy, but for me, it's kind of like, what does it look like to fish on the other side of the boat Mm. it's not that i'm doing the wrong thing but maybe there's a different approach to all of this so i'm just really trying to be somebody that responds accordingly and allows the the waves of change to wash away any perspectives or any paradigms that no longer serve me Mm. so that i can just create space what god has for me in this next season of life Mm. and i really think that's how i want to respond that's really good i like that good because you're living life with me. <laughs> it's true, I am. <laughs> How do you want to respond? Oh, man. Or do you have questions about any of that? No, I, I think it was very clear. Um, how, who, not who, how do I want to yeah, respond? Yeah, who do you want to be, through, wanna this? be through this? I love this question. Um, I love this question in all times of life, but especially in a time like this. Um. I think for me, when I think about the world, I think what the world is going to need after something like this uh-huh. is healthy, full, loving, grounded human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about it this morning. I was doing a meditation and just thinking about like, for those of us who who are intentionally looking at our mindsets and our narratives and our thought processes during this time, I think that the people maybe who who haven't walked down that road of inner healing or or just haven't had the option to um are 
are going to need resources at the end. And I think the resource that they're going to need is love. Mm. And ultimately, yeah, I think the, the short answer, I'll get into a deeper answer, but the short answer is that I want to be someone who uh, can help heal after this. And so what that looks like is taking the time to be intentional with what all of this brings up for me, right? So I was on a walk today and, and I was thinking about how, actually I was talking with a girlfriend about how I'm a seven on the Enneagram. And whenever I get slow um, in any area of life, all of my stuff comes up, right? It just comes to the surface and I'm like looking at it and then it freaks me out because there it is all there right in front of me. And I don't have the option to go distract myself with other things to do. And I've been, I think I've I've learned that about myself and I've learned how to slow down when I need to, but this is like a corporate slowdown. It feels like a massive pause button on life. And it's been interesting to watch what has come up for me. And I think who I want to be is someone who can allow things to come up and look at them and hold them graciously and tenderly and treat them with compassion. And so on a day when I'm freaking out about no work for the next four months, really hold that with compassion Mm -hmm. and also understand. I also want to be a human that understands that there is always both. And there's always fear. And then there's always love and there's always deep, deep grief, but then there's always deep, deep hope too. And I think this whole process, and and again, it's not just coronavirus, but it's what coronavirus does Mm -hmm. when we're all put on a pause and we don't know what's coming and we don't feel like we have control and we don't we don't get to plan out the next six months of our lives because we just don't know. I think you and I have, Caleb, you and I have really felt that with the planning of the wedding where people are, long story short, our wedding got rescheduled because of Coachella. And people have asked, like, when are you when are you going to have it? When are you going to do it? And I think both of us have just been like, we don't know. Yeah. We really have to hold loosely what's coming. And so, yeah, I think I, I want to really be a person who can allow, um, space for the extreme of both sides of darkness and light. And ultimately I believe that light wins, right? Like light always overpowers darkness. Love always overpowers fear, but sometimes they're both there. And I, yeah, I think like as I've been allowing stuff to come up, I've really attempted, and again, it's like a practice for me. I'm like a two-year-old learning, but it's a practice for me to to feel the intensity of the grief and not try to run away from it yeah. and really sit in it and say like, what are you here to, almost like we've talked about this before on the podcast, but personifying those emotions like grief, what are you here to tell me? What do you have to say to me? What do I need to acknowledge in you? And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think like, the, the deepest thing I want is to be a mindful person in this process yeah. and really it, with, I think I, I, I hear and I really agree and I echo a lot of what you said with work where I, I feel like this is a time for people to look at what they really, really want, like what they yeah. really, really desire. Cause that's what happens when we are slow. We get to like look at the, 
the world inside of us and say, is this, am I on the, am I on the lane or am, am I in the lane I want to be in? And am I on the track that I want to be am on? I living and, the life that I really want to live. Yeah. I think it's a great pause, a great reset, a great, just that, a great opportunity. And I, I do want to acknowledge, this just came up in my heart that as Kara and I sit here and speak about this, we are speaking from a very privileged place Absolutely. where we don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some savings, mm-hmm. um, not the most, but enough where we don't have to, you know, go get a job, go tomorrow. get a job tomorrow. Um, we are healthy. Mm-hmm. We're not in an abusive household. Mm-hmm. Like just acknowledge that you have permission to have meltdowns. You have permission to freak out. You have permission to throw, you know, something against the wall. You have permission because I know, and I just have so much compassion and empathy for all of you who are trying to navigate these changes while also keep food on On the the table table. Mm -hmm. or, you know, if you're in an, uh, an emotionally abusive relationship or, or, or like whatever it might be, like, I just can't, my heart goes out to all of them mm-hmm. and all of you who are experiencing that. So we are very much, it doesn't make, I, I don't think it doesn't make what we're saying any less true. Um, but sometimes when you're in the thick of it, we're just trying to survive. Yeah. Right. And that's Absolutely. very fair. That's really very fair. Like people used to tell me, like, especially my, my mentor um, back in Canada, like you have to feel safe enough actually to open up your heart to do the work. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of chaos while it provides a great opportunity because it takes everything to the surface yeah, and you need if you to don't chill. have the safety if you don't feel safe mm-hmm. then you don't have it so just do whatever you can work in small increment levels get mm-hmm. curious about your pain get curious ask the questions um, and just show yourself grace and compassion along the way mm-hmm. and i think one thing to remember with that too is pain is pain like mm-hmm. there are people losing there are people with a ton of money losing their entire livelihoods yeah. and there are people with no money losing their entire livelihoods and and then there's people who have kept their jobs and nothing has changed, but there's still, there's still grief that arises for everyone in this process. So yeah, pain is not comparable. So let's go to the next post. And that's from Dr. Anna Roth, uh, who's a friend of mine. Uh, she's actually, I think she works with Nora. She's a good friend of Nora Bareilles. If you, if you follow her podcast, terrible things for asking, they're doing actually a course right now about grief. Um, but she said she talked, she had a post about gratitude and connection um, on a walk that she took recently, and she ended her post with saying this. Because because this, friends, is the amazing thing about the physics of feelings. When we are expanded by fear and sadness in the unknown, we are simultaneously expanded in every other direction, in love and tenderness and vulnerability. So surrender. Let yourself be expanded. Let your heart be stretched in every direction. You don't even know what your clenched fist and control illusions have been blocking you from until now. Open your eyes and your heart and let go. Our outsiders, our outs, our outsides are being reconstructed, but so are our insides. And this part is nothing we ask for, but everything we need. Mm. I really, really love that. I love first off where she talks about how, you know, when we are expanded by fear and sadness and the unknown, we are simultaneously expanded in every other direction in love and tenderness and vulnerability. It reminds me a lot of what Brene Brown talks about, how we cannot selectively mm-hmm. numb emotions. Mm-hmm. And when we try to numb the pain, we also numb the good, right? But when we allow ourselves to feel, feel the fear, feel the sadness, feel the, the, the loss of control that comes with the unknown, feel it all. And simultaneously, we're going to feel more love, more tenderness, more vulnerability, uh, just we're going to 
enlarge our capacity to receive joy mm-hmm. in this moment. So surrender. Let yourself be expanded. Let your heart be stretched in every direction. Kara, what does it look like for you in a very simple uh, response, I guess, and I'll do the same, to, to, to wake up tomorrow morning and surrender to this? Mm. Well, it's interesting. It, I will speak to that. When I read this, though, what really comes up for me is the expansion. Mm. Um and I have this visual of like a balloon being blown up inside of me. Yeah. And one of my mentors used to always say our greatest, our greatest sorrow is known only in contrast to our greatest joy. And I think my hope in this, in surrendering to this, is that as we do that, as we surrender to the pain and the grief and the unknown and the fear and all of the negative emotion my hope and my belief is that it actually will expand what comes out on the other side. Right. And that does not negate the feelings of grief and fear and loneliness and terrible things, but it does give a hope to what can come from this. And I think we've both really acknowledged this over the past week and a half that yes, there is a terrible fear in losing all of our work for four months, but there's also a great excitement with a chance to pivot and really reevaluate our work. And so I think that is my hope in the surrender and in the expansion is that by allowing, um, almost like that breath into the balloon, like everything actually gets larger. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, very similar, um, for me, like surrendering, I think as a three, right, my natural disposition is to strive my way out of the grief. Well, technically you're four. Four wing three, (laughs) but my three really kicks in when I'm in the in-between. When life as I once knew it is no no longer in the new has not yet arrived. Mm. And I think that kind of accurately describes and depicts what we're all kind of experiencing right now. Just kind of waiting in this unknown liminal space, which is really, really scary. Um, and my natural inclination generally is to cope mm-hmm. in uh, unhealthy ways or to really strive my way out of it. And so I think for me, looking like what it looks like to surrender in this moment is, A, I want to do work. I want to create. I want to innovate because it does so much for my soul. It's 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 the goodness that I look for in life. It's, it's healthy for me. But I think surrendering looks like really becoming aware of the motives behind um, why I'm doing what I'm doing when I sit down to work. Mm. Am I doing it from fear? Am I doing it from scarcity? Am I doing it from... Um, you know, I'm, I'm too far behind or is, this is what I feel like a lot of, uh, online entrepreneurs are really experiencing right now is there's such a great shift over the landscape of social media with online businesses that I feel like everybody is trying to rush here to be the first mm-hmm. where it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why am I rushing to be the first? Right. Am I afraid of not getting here fast enough? Why do I need to be here fast enough? Right. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I totally get it. But I think for me, surrendering just looks like why am I just being really consciously and aware around the motives behind my pursuits in this season? Because what I don't want to miss out on is I don't want to miss out on the massive opportunity to be transformed, Mm -hmm. to come out on the other side at a higher level of consciousness, at a higher level of awareness, seeing things I once wasn't able to see and walking with wisdom I once wasn't able to walk with. Mm -hmm. That's the gift that I'm looking for. 
And so it takes becoming very, becoming consciously aware of the motives behind the driving force behind my life. And when I realize that they're rooted in lack or scarcity or fear or whatever it might be, I just stop. Yeah. I stop and I let it go. And it's like, sometimes it feels like your skin is crawling. Like I need and I want, oh, okay. I let it go. I'm going to be okay. Like, and then just getting curious on like, what is that teaching me in this moment? Yeah. To speak to that too, I think with the surrender there, there's an element of really knowing what you need. Yes. And I think some people in this time just need rest. Like so they don't much. need to be productive. They don't need to create the next online business. They don't need to do a thing. And I think, I think probably for all of us, there's a space for really just resting and that's what I and rest doesn't have to be passive either. No. It doesn't mean not working, but no. I think really allowing that's our hearts good. to to surrender to that's what I mean rest. when I'm saying like we before we go and innovate, create, pivot, transition, all those are good, great things and they're necessary. Mm. But we still can't do it at the expense of allowing this transition to have its way with us. Yeah. That's where yep. the magic is going to happen. So yeah, pivot. Yeah, transition. Yeah, you know, make a new way, build an online community, whatever it might be. But don't do it at the expense of allowing this transition to in the in the darkness and the uncertainty of this transition to have its way with you, because that is where the transformation mm -hmm. is. That's where the growth is. That's where the wisdom is. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Okay, next, our third Christine. post is from our dear friend, Christine, who is a sage of wisdom. So sage. definitely follow her and read everything. Um, but she wrote this beautiful post and she said, the alchemy of chaos. What of our isolation is the key to our liberation? So much is happening so quickly. Our entire planetary civilization is collectively experiencing more fear, panic, hardship, turmoil, uncertainty, and death threat of death at levels that we haven't previously known, at least simultaneously. I'm plugging into the suffering, and there's a lot of it. I am showing up for it as much as I can, and when I can't, I simply let it in and allow myself to feel it all. And I am plugging into the possibility. The world is also collectively experiencing stillness, connection, clarity, renegotiation, reevaluation, reprioritization, generosity, and a change. We are all, all of it. We are all in intertwined in a cosmic web of shared experience. What one of us experiences, all of us experience. For the first time, maybe ever, we all have a way to understand that vital truth. The question I'm asking myself is this. How can I hold the line between the exhilaration I feel at the prospect of how we will emerge from this change for the better and the pain I feel at the acknowledgement of how many of my fellow humans are facing impossible circumstances? Yeah. A few of my anchors right now are the questions below. By allowing myself to access deeper truths, I am alchemizing this chaos. What if our isolation caused our liberation? What if our death caused our birth? What if our closures caused our new openings? What if our suffering caused our beauty? What if our failures caused our opportunities? What if our greatest fear caused our truest love? What if our stillness caused our creation? What if our collective illness caused our collective health? What if our darkness caused our dawn? In facing the truth of what is, we can be carried onwards to what will be. But only we only once we embrace what is. That's it. In facing the truth of what is, we can be carried onwards to what will be. But only once we embrace what is. This is like, I feel like the, really the through line and the epitome of my own personal experience. It's just 
radical acceptance, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't know that what I've been looking for my entire life has really been with me the entire time until I learned what it looks like to radically accept my life. And there's that question that we've talked about even on our first episode of my life never changed from this moment forward. Mm. Is it okay? And that's Mm -hmm. the answer's always been no because I couldn't accept it. Mm -hmm. But then when I did the work and I got to this almost a decade later to this point where I'm like, oh my God, I accept it all. Mm. That's what actually created and what carried me onwards to what will be, which actually led me to you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I love this. Christine is so, so full of wisdom. You know what I think about? is when she says kind of um, how can I hold the line between the exhilaration I feel at the prospect of how we will emerge from this change for the better and the pain I feel at the acknowledgement of how many of my fellow humans are facing impossible circumstances. Mm -hmm. The empathy there is so, so important because she talks about how we are all um, collectively experiencing stillness um, and we're all intertwined in a web of shared experiences Mm. What one of us experiences, all of us experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that takes like, even wrapping my mind around that's like, oh, wait, what? You know, but what it makes me immediately think about, you remember that meme or that, I guess that one liner that was going around for quite some time, like, like if I can't remember, but you like, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. Mm. You remember that? If you don't heal, it's not a one-liner. It's um, it's a quote. It says, if you don't heal your wounds, you'll bleed, bleed on, on the people, people that didn't cut, cut you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm asking myself is, because we are, whether you recognize it or not, intertwined in a cosmic web of shared experience, like what one of us experiences, we all experience it, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know how, or let me say it this way, this is when it's necessary to learn what it looks like to bleed consciously, Mm. right? Like what does bleeding consciously look like? Mm. Not that you need to put a bandaid on it to stop the hemorrhaging and stop the bleeding, right? But because we need to bleed, we need to heal. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like to bleed consciously? Because I think we're seeing it right now, people not knowing how to bleed consciously. And they're not, or like not ignore your bleeding. <laughs> not ignore your bleeding, right? Yeah. But a lot of people don't know and they're hoarding, mm. they're being rude, they're doing despicable things. There's hate crimes against a lot of, you know, Asian and uh, and Chinese citizens in America right now. There are all of these things that are happening because people don't know how to hold their pain, right? Mm. And when we like I think it is Roar that says, you know, when we don't transform our pain, we'll inevitably transfer it on. Mm-hmm. Like this is a season not for us. This is a season for us to learn really what it looks like to bleed consciously mm-hmm. so that we don't pass this pain on to the next generation or to the people around us. But we hold our pain. We bleed consciously because we are all intertwined and connected. And mm-hmm. that really is our responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, it really is a a sobering thing to think about all of this, all of us in this together. And there's that silly quote that says the only way out is through. Yeah, it's not silly. It's not real silly. Good, yeah. um, I was actually thinking of the drinking quote that says the only way out is back in. But <laughs> <laughs> the actual quote is the only way out is through. And I think when, again, when I visualize this time I kind of think of us like as a as a collective all holding hands and knowing that the only way out of the yeah. tunnel is through but we're all like pulling each other through and we have to do it together. And 
What I loved so much about Christine's post, I mean, first of all, it just like hits so deeply because I, again, I think she's really tapping into this idea that we need to plug into the suffering and we need to really feel the gravity of what's happening. But we also at the same time get to plug into um, the possibility and what's available. And it's like we get to hold grief and hope so simultaneously in each hand. What it what is it called when you like um when you jump a car? It's like that you need the, the jump start? Yeah, you jump start a car. Yeah. You need both yeah, definitely. both of the thing. You need the yeah, negative and currents, the positive yeah. currencies to actually currents, not current currencies. The currencies. <laughs> wow, my brain. You need the negative and the positive currents to um to electrify yeah. the car to bring it to life, yeah. right? And I, I think like I'm using really bad words, but you're getting my analogy. I think the same is true right now where we need both. We need like the negative and the positive right. energies to activate what's coming next. And and what that looks like is is the plugging in. It's the plugging in really deeply and um, like a, a deep awareness of what's happening around you and being aware of the people who are in deep need and and accessing ways to help them and to be generous and to uh, to, to hold perspective on our own lives. Like even, mm. even you and I, I feel like we've, uh, we have friends who have been much more successful than us, but have lost to a greater degree mm. because they have had businesses that have thrived. And, and now in this turn of events, like things have just crashed. And so almost holding perspective um, and, and tapping into the suffering of everyone around us. I was even walking today and keeping my six foot distance from everyone. There was literally a woman who stopped me on the sidewalk and said, please wait. And I said, I will gladly wait. I will go to the other side. And I was just, as I was walking by all of these humans, I, I was just, um, almost like sending them prayers and love Mm -hmm. as I'm walking by, because I'm like, I don't know I think it's opening up compassion in a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that's the hope Mm -hmm. is that it's as we tap into the suffering, we're opening up um, like pathways for compassion. Because as I was seeing all these humans, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And I know you're going through something because we all are. So just sending like collective uh, love and prayers to the people that we, that we see walking by. So plugging into that suffering, but then also plugging into the possibility and not spiritually bypassing the pain and the grief and the fear and the, the terrible emotion, but getting excited too, like getting excited that this isn't forever. This is a suspension of time and it's a big pause button and life will come back to life in a very different way, probably. Mm. And that's where we do get to plug into the dreaming and the possibility and, and what's available. And maybe all that looks like is like a new way of thinking or a new form of transformation. Or maybe for some people, it looks like new work and yeah. new jobs and new ideation. We don't know, but I, I love the idea of plugging into both. I think yeah. that was profound. We really are collectively, I think as a world reaching new levels of consciousness, mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this, this literal in this metaphorical death that we are experiencing, death always precedes life, mm-hmm. new life, right? You can't resurrect something that has not yet died. And mm. there are so many deaths that are happening, death to plans, literal, literal deaths, 
but death to plans, death mm-hmm. to finances, death to identities, death to reputations, death to egos. All these deaths are happening. Yeah. And it's necessary so that we can expand our levels of consciousness to step into the new that's coming our way. And that's really, really, really exciting. Yeah, so. it is. I think, too, one, like, practical little thing that I've I've been trying to to activate in my life as we as we talk about this like plugging into both the suffering and the possibility is I have given myself complete permission I mean you know complete permission to cry when I need to but also I'm making a lot of space for laughter like I think it's really important as we as we like dive into the depths and we feel all of our feelings also and maybe this is just the seven in me but also to play yeah. and to take the t- extra it's definitely time the seven in you. <laughs> yeah but it's important it is important it's so important yeah. to remind ourselves that we are human and to enjoy and yeah. and even the little things like to enjoy the fact that you and i every day get to cook three meals a day and sit outside when we want to and spend time writing and reading so i think there's something in that too where in the midst of all of it, to be able to find the joy um, is really important. Yeah. So we will link those three Instagram posts in the bottom of this description, but we hope that this uh, blessed you or you got something out of it. At least it maybe sparked your curiosity so that you can begin to get curious about your own transformation and what that looks like uh, through this season. And uh, again, we we know that we're speaking from a very privileged uh, you know, point of view here. Uh, and I know that other people have so many more responsibilities and much more troubling and hard times. And just know that we're sending you all the love and we're sending you um, all the prayers and, and thoughts that your thoughts your way. And we really are this. To, we really are in this together and, and we're rooting for you. We are. And if you guys have questions that come up or things that you're processing and you want to share it with us, we would love that. So feel free to shoot us an email. But. We hope you enjoy this podcast and we really, really do hope that it blesses you as much as it blesses us. I've got the heart of a hero.